right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tuesday Takes, uh, the podcast version. Uh, my name is Tommy. Uh, I am co-hosting this with my pal Jason Porter uh, over in Colorado. Uh, I'm in Chicago. He's over there. We're going to co-host this thing. It's on ColorCast every week uh, at 6 o'clock Central Time on the ColorCast app. Uh, Tuesday Takes with the Tommy Experience. Uh, I, like I said, my name is Tommy. I host a podcast called The Tommy Experience, and I co-host this show with my pal Jason, who's going to say words now. <laughs> hey guys, how are we doing this week? Um, I am glad to be on this app. This, I'm really excited. We just did this. Um, we are having to go back because we had some technical difficulty. Yes. Um, so uh, we're going to have to recover some stuff, but we were able to cover it on the app and, and have live participation from people dropping in. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. Yes. So uh, you'll listen to this episode. You're going to realize that in the middle, there's going to be a cutoff because there were technical difficulties with the app and us recording. Um, Jason couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear him. Uh, and, and the app told us that they were kind of having difficulties, uh, but they're figuring it out as much as they can. Um, we had difficulties on our end and it started with me not pressing record at the start of the thing. Uh, so, so, uh, but I'm going to cover what we talked about in that little bit. And then we're just going to transition right into the live show. Uh, we were talking about the college football playoffs. Uh, we were talking about, uh, the conference champions, uh, Baylor, Oklahoma state game, uh, 21-16 Baylor, Cincinnati beat Houston 31 to 35 to 20, excuse me. Uh, Alabama beat Georgia 41-24, Michigan beat Iowa 42 to 3. Uh, real quickly, I'm just going to go over how I thought that there was a conspiracy of how uh, Alabama beat Georgia so handily and Georgia stayed in the playoffs, so that way the SEC could not get $6 million for getting a team into the playoffs, but $12 million for getting two teams into the playoffs. Uh, Jason, I know you may not have agreed with my conspiracy theory, but you could see where I thought that. Yeah, it's at least a, a, a crazy situation where all of the conferences involved um, bettered their national standing through their their championship game. Uh, so a weird, you know, happen happening, but I think, you know, maybe not the malicious. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's what we were talking about. Uh, but then I pressed record, so we're just going to ease right into the conversation. Uh, talk about some bowl games in the NFL and some other stuff in our gambling picks uh, a little bit too. Um, so make sure you're following us on Twitter. You can see our gambling picks there uh, at Tommy Experience. He's at JPO Tweets. I'm at Tommy Irby 36. Um, so check out our gambling picks. We're going to make them every day. Uh, and then let's just ease right into what conversation we were having on the live app when I press record. They're, they're a good team. They're, and I knew that they would give Georgia a run for their money, and obviously they did. But I also expected more out of Georgia. Just see, and I wasn't sure that if Alabama had won the game, that Georgia was going to be in the playoff. I thought maybe a uh, one-loss uh, Notre Dame game team might sneak in, just depending on what the final score was. And there were a couple scores late from Georgia that made it look a lot closer than it was. So I don't know. There's a bunch of red flags for me. And I know that college football is just so much all about money uh, that it's it is what it is. I just it's just it was fishy to me. Everything was fishy to me when it came to the championship games and Alabama just dominating Georgia and then Michigan just dominating Iowa. Uh, I was surprised at how close the Cincinnati Houston game was. Because I thought we were going to have the same situation of the American. This is their one chance at getting in the playoff. And had Houston beat Cincinnati, who knows when we would have ever gotten another chance, you know, to have somebody other than the big ones in there. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I um I, I do think that this was like a very predictable four games um when when it came down to it. Um I do think Georgia like played for second, you know. They didn't play to be the number one team in the nation. They yeah. played like this is what happens when you play the safe kid. Like you don't want to play you don't want to play the high upside freshman. Um you don't want to play the kid who can really go off. So you play Stetson Bennett. Um, and, and instead he's a game manager and, and this is kind of what you're asking for was surprised by the defense. Um, yeah. that's what surprised me about Georgia. Um, and, and like you said, you hit on Iowa. Um, I was surprised by how little of a fight they put up at all. Yeah. Um, I was a little surprised with okay state too. Um, and Houston's defense. So yeah, that game was a little super, bit surprising all around. Yeah. The, the game, uh, the Big 12 game was super surprising to me. Baylor just came out and just gave it to Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State figured it out defensively on the back end. Uh, but that game, I mean, wow, that was surprising. Uh, so in yeah. the end, though, we end up with Alabama being the number one team in the country. Shocking. <laughs> number two, Michigan. Number three, Georgia. Number four, Cincinnati. Uh, you knew that if both Alabama and Georgia were going to make the playoff, they weren't going to match them up in the first round of the playoff. So if one of them was going to be one, the other one was going to be three or two. Um, so that's what we get. So in the Cotton Bowl, it's going to be Cincinnati versus Alabama. Orange Bowl, it's going to be Georgia versus Michigan. Uh, as far as as far as I'm concerned, it looks like we're heading for another Alabama versus Georgia rematch. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not going to underestimate Michigan twice in the same season. And I, I know you and I both really underestimated them before that Ohio state game. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that they could, they could surprise against Georgia, especially if the Georgia defense that showed up against Alabama shows up um, for that game. So yeah. I'm not riding off Michigan yet, but um, you know, the safe bet is probably an all sec final. Yeah. Which is exactly what, the what half of the country wants to see and exactly what the half of the country did not want to see so uh so that's where we stand with college football um some other notable bowl games that i wrote down uh to look at number 14 oregon versus number 16 oklahoma uh both teams different head coaches because both teams had head coaches leave or be asked to leave uh peach bowl Number 12, Pittsburgh versus number 10, Michigan State. This is a big one in my family because my future brother-in-law went to Pittsburgh and I didn't was accepted into going to Michigan State. <laughs> uh, so that's a big matchup. It's in Atlanta. Um, he's going to the game. Unfortunately, I'm unable to go to the game, but that would be super fun uh, to go with them. Number 12 versus number 10. Uh, it would be two Heisman candidates if uh, Kenneth Walker was invited to the Heisman Trophy ceremony, which he was robbed of. Uh, but Kenny Pickett's of Pittsburgh uh, looks—he looked very good in the ACC championship game. Did you see his fake slide that he did? He—he he looked like he yeah. was fake giving himself up, and then he ran for a touchdown. That was incredible. What you? What's the? What's the sportsmanship on that? Is that is that a bad thing to do? Is does he get decked out next? You know, next time he's running down the middle, and yeah, he goes to slide. Is he going to get a, a quarterback's shoulder in the face? Will yeah, he, and not, I didn't know how to feel about that one. And not even that. It's like now when he just endangered every quarterback who ever runs and slides because if you fake yeah. once, like now you got to finish the tackle. But that's fifteen and a first too. So who knows? So uh, so yeah, we got yeah. I mean, that's that's a tough one, yeah, because uh, it's almost like an honor code between the linebackers and the quarterbacks that 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 you're not going to do that. And like you said, he, he just endangered him because he broke the honor code. So we'll see. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Um, so that's the Peach Bowl in the Fiesta Bowl, number nine, Oklahoma State, who we just talked about, versus number five, Notre Dame. That's going to be an excellent game. Uh, Oklahoma State, you saw that they could they could get out of it early and then come back and fight in the end. Notre Dame just said goodbye to their coach uh, and now have this new guy who like, I would run through a brick wall for him. I swear I would because he's just, I mean, I've been watching the videos, the hype videos on Twitter and stuff, and this guy is just Notre Dame through and through, and the players love him. So I, that would be one of the last teams that I would want to play right now. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go Oklahoma State probably on yeah. that game. Okay. Um, I think that Notre Dame for a long, long time, there's a history of that school playing big teams and big games and just not showing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go Oklahoma State on that one. But I did see those same videos, and I was very inspired. So <laughs> I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Notre Dame, yeah, it does seem like they have the big game come up, and, and then they just kind of lay an egg. But maybe it's different this time. Go Irish. That's right, Pat. Uh, Pat in the chat. If you want to be in the chat, you can be in the chat if you're listening to this live. Um, okay, Rose Bowl, number 11, Utah versus number six, Ohio State. Of course, Ohio State kind of got the disappointment of playing Michigan, missed out on the Big Ten championship. Utah, the surprising Pac-12 champion. Uh, they beat the breaks off of Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, so this this is this is a good matchup. That is, if everybody plays and doesn't opt out of playing. But I would think that the Rose Bowl would keep some of the guys that are uh, considering the draft to to stay in the game and play in such a such a fun game and a historic game at that. Yeah. What does college football do about that? What? How do you get your stars to play in your most important games of your year? Like, you just, I, I I don't know what the incentive is to to keep them playing. Um, other than money, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of kind of okay, but kind of not okay now. So I don't know um, how you would keep them to play, but I would think the game like a Rose Bowl game. You know, it's not like a it's not like a Alamo Bowl or Music City Bowl or anything like that. It's it's one of the New Year's Six bowls. It's important, and uh, I feel like everybody would want to come and play for that one. You know. Yeah, that's what I hope for. I don't I don't really have a dog in the fight. I think it really could go either way. Ohio State, just like Notre Dame has done historically, um, I'm you know, Ohio State really hurt us earlier in the season when we were in on them and yeah. um and Maryland I mean uh, Michigan just came out and slapped them around. Sure. Um and I I really could they just looked weak in that. So I could see Utah, uh, Utah doing it to them. Um so all I hope is that we see the stars on the field. Yeah. Uh, we see good players playing football. Um, but I would probably have to go with Ohio State. Yep, I hear you. Uh, in the Sugar Bowl, number seven, Baylor versus number eight, Ole Miss. Two offenses that just don't seem like they'll ever stop, so I feel like the over-under should be at like 80 on this game. <laughs> uh, but this one could be fun. Ole Miss uh, and Baylor, they're kind of close to each other. Uh, Big 12 versus SEC, I feel like that would be a fun game to to go to uh, in New Orleans. You've done some time in New Orleans. Yes, sir. That's a great city, and that would be a great – it's an exciting city and it's kind of fitting for that game because it's going to be an exciting game. Like you said, um, if they set the over on 80, I bet, I bet Tommy will be hammering it. So, um, life's too short to bet the under Jason. <laughs> All right. And then the last, uh, bowl game that I wrote down the camellia bowl, camellia bowl, whatever our Georgia state Panthers taking on ball state, uh, in a, in a huge wow. matchup here. Uh, Georgia State bowl eligible yet again uh, since going 1-11 when we were freshmen. They've seemed to have turned it around. 
we're we're trending upwards. I think that jokes aside, I think that Georgia State could have a very competitive football team in five to ten years. Yep. We said that when we were, you know, freshmen and, and it has trended that way. So Georgia State by fifty. Yeah, I just remember in our freshman year, so they went one and eleven or one and ten, whichever it is. And that one win was the last game of the season against Maine. And they carried the head coach up on their shoulders, like off the field, and he got fired the next day. <laughs> I will never forget that. <laughs> they carried him up to the owner's yeah. office, put him down, and <laughs> said, "Listen, <you're> buddy." <laughs> yeah. So uh, those were just some of the bowl games. Now there's millions of bowl games to to look at and to pick, and uh, we are going to try something here for Tuesday takes. We have a contest going on, Bowl Mania. Uh, we're doing it through the ESPN.com uh, Capital One Bowl Mania thing. We have a group. Uh, I pinned it to the top of the Tommy Experience Twitter page. So if you go to that, create an entry, uh, see if you win the most. And uh, what we're going to do is whoever has the most points at the end of this thing, uh, we're going to give them an opportunity to co-host with Jason and I on an episode of Tuesday Takes coming up. Uh, so make sure that you put your entry in. The first bowl game is December 17th, I believe, the Friday. So make sure that you get in. Uh, your picks by then and then best of luck to everybody i'm in it uh i know jason will be in it and a few other people will be in it uh so make sure that you check that out um all right moving on uh that was college football let's get to the nfl um i want to start with the game that we watched last night the patriots beat the bills 14 to 10 i had so much fun watching this game it was old school yeah. football like you had no idea like every score felt like it was going to be the last score uh, just so much fun to watch. The Patriots tried three passes. Mac Jones went two for three for like 16 yards or whatever uh, and won the game. Incredible. Old school football. That was a fun one. It was a worrying loss for the Bills. It, I think it was because um, we talked about this early in the season, how um, you know I kind of made it a point for them that once we get to those snowy days, once we get to those nasty days up north, um, in December, uh, they're going to be the team to beat. And then they came out and they just don't look like a team that's built for that type of weather right now. Yeah. Um, and they don't look like a team that can play comfortably at home. Um, and I know the Patriots are from similar weather conditions, uh, some of the time. So, you know, maybe that has something to do with it, but Mac Jones, you know, saw snow for the first time five yeah. years ago. I yeah. don't know if you saw that, that tweet, but he, he, you know, he hadn't seen snow five years ago. He didn't, uh, they obviously didn't believe he was ready to right. really command the offense in the snow because the game plan was so majority and people say, Oh, well, they didn't need to pass the ball. Mm -hmm. They didn't come out with any intention to ever pass the ball. Yeah. Um, and, and they you were know just what? Not use them. It was just the genius of Bill Belichick again. It was just Bill Belichick saying, I know how to beat you tonight. And that's what I'm going to do. I don't know if you saw, but before the game, he, he showed up to the stadium wearing a, a Navy, a U.S. Navy mask. Uh, and it's the, it was the Navy offense that he ran last night. Like he told us what he was going to do before he did it. And nobody, <laughs> nobody picked up on it. Like it was just masterful to watch quite honestly. I mean, when Bill Belichick walks on a football field, he's automatically the smartest guy on the football field. Defensive minded. They taught, I watched the Manning cast last night. Do you watch the Manning cast or have you, have you seen the Manning cast yet? I do, yeah. I've watched a couple of the games yeah. this season through it. So much fun. Um, I do like it. It's it's a little distracting, though. It is a little it, distracting. It is. it is a little distracting. <laughs> but uh, when they're talking football, it's just 
they're they're intelligent. They know what they're talking about. Obviously, it's, it's Manning. Yeah, it's Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. Uh, but they were talking to Aqib Talib. Uh, he was the guest in the third quarter, uh, and they were talking about Bill Belichick because Aqib played uh, for the Patriots for just a little bit, and he was talking about. Um, or Peyton asked him if uh, if Bill Belichick was involved in anything, or did he just let the defensive coordinator handle stuff while he was working with Tom? And he essentially said, "No, Bill Belichick was the defensive coordinator," and that and he and he attributed that to why Tom Brady was so successful is because Bill Belichick was like, "Okay, this is what the defense is going to be looking for from you. Here's what we're going to do instead." And like it's just so they talked about how convenient it was for a quarterback um, in a, like a system quarterback like Tom Brady to have a coach that was defensive minded. And that just made me think, man, I hope the Bears figured that out at some point. <laughs> but we don't have to talk <laughs> about the Bears right now. Uh, the Patriots win the game. They have the number one seed in the AFC now. I mean, it's just looking like the evil empire is back. They're back, and they have a new head. They have a new Vader in Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know if he's Tom Brady level, but uh, we got about 10, 15 years before we can say anything like that. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the newest the newest Star Wars weren't as good either, so. Yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, what do you, who do you think has a bigger, better legacy if it ended right now, Nick Saban or Bill Belichick? I would I would say Bill Belichick simply because I'm a bigger pro football fan than I am a college football fan. But I mean, both of them, both like in college, respectfully, uh, Nick Saban, he's the smartest guy that walks on the football field. And then uh, Bill Belichick, he's the smartest guy that walks on the football field. That's a great question, though. Um, Nick Saban tried to be a pro head coach and it didn't work for the Miami Dolphins. And he found his home at Alabama. He wanted he won a title with LSU won a title with Alabama, uh, and now he gets to battle Chip Kelly at LSU. So he's got he's got competition coming to take him on. And he's got – have you seen his record against former assistants and people under him? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like they just – like he just yeah. stops on him. He's like, I'm still your dad, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think he's had a more of a dominant reign. But, yeah, I think when you factor in that the NFL is the top level – um, it, you weighted differently. And I think what Belichick has done at the absolute top level um, yeah. is just staggering. So Yeah, both of them. Belichick I mean, both well. of them, what they've done is incredible. Um, I think Bill has just a couple more rings, though, uh, at the same place, too, which is hard to do. So, uh, so Patriots, number one in the AFC. Let's stay in the AFC. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers get back on track and beat the Ravens 20-19 to at home. The Ravens went for it went for the two-point conversion at the end of the game uh and they just they lamar missed the pass that's all it was he had his man had his man he missed he had his man and uh i i I would expect him to make that throw at least eight out of ten times maybe nine out of ten times um i don't think if it's anywhere near i i you know mark andrews it's hard to give him a hard time on that but um you know you expect it if it almost hit your hands um, you know, if it's your hands like that, you almost always expect him to catch it. So yeah, just a rough run of things and, um, you know, a ballsy, ballsy call, but that's, that's why it's ballsy. Cause it goes that way sometimes. Yeah, it does go that way sometimes. I mean, he had the, they had the coverage beat on the Steelers. I mean, he could have just walked right into the end zone and, and Lamar just missed the throw on a, on Mark Andrews, who is a guy that definitely can 
catch the ball, and he just missed right there. Uh, so Steelers get a big. Is that one the now. right call? Is that the right call for the Ravens? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Lamar makes, like you said, Lamar makes that throw eight, nine times out of ten. That's absolutely the right call, and they made the right call. It just was a bad throw. Oh, you mean to go for two? I just, to go for two at all? Yeah, I to go for two at all was it the right call? Love the call. Do you trust your? You love the call. You want to win it right there. It's arch. It's an arch rival, hated rival. If it was win it right there, yeah, on, yeah. If it was the Bears or the Pack, Bears versus Packers to win the game, I would have done the exact same thing. Absolutely. I think that it is in a way though not trusting your team to get it done. More football, trust your team to get it done, even with more football. You know, I mean, you trust. That's where I'm conflicted. Is I I don't I think I, I trust my guys to get it done in the at the end and it's automatic they get to play for more. Yeah. The loss isn't right there on the table. Yeah, and you kind of fight yourself out of the corner, give yourself some breathing mm-hmm. room, and then beat the guys in the in the uh, in the um, overtime. Yeah, but the thing is, you can make the exact same argument for doing it right there. Like I trust my team to get it done right here, right now. You have one play. Yeah, do it or, or do it or lose, and I trust you guys to do it. So. You can make the argument either way. I love going for it. Um, I love the call. Uh, it 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 didn't work out this time, but I think it's I I don't think that would steer me away from doing it in the future. So, uh, Steelers get a big win. Ben Roethlisberger. There was reports all week that he was going to retire after the season. Uh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you had predicted that he'd retire uh, by like game week six. I said right? week four or week five he would be retired. Uh, he is he's hobbling along, making it through, uh, and he he won the game. He found the way to win the game. The Steelers' they uh, defense looked good. Finally, uh, offense was kind of clicking. Deontay Johnson made some really key catches uh, to win the game. Uh, Steelers are back in the hunt. Uh, that I have them listed as the first team in the hunt right now. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, but Steelers, they could be one of those dark horse teams that's like, yeah, we we know how to play football in December and January, so here we are. Yeah, it's, I feel like we've called them back in the hunt like three times this season. They've been out of the hunt and then back in the hunt multiple times. Uh, I really don't know what they are. They'll come out and just beat a good team, and then they'll come out and um, and, and, and get smacked the next week. And yeah. I don't think that they deserve to win that game. I thought the Ravens were better. Um, I think the Ravens win that game most of the time. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think that they will be a threat in the playoffs, um, but we could see them playing. I could see like, that veteran team, like figuring it out and being a threat when it comes playoff time, like to like right on the, right on the hinge of making the playoffs or not making the playoffs. Um, I could see them being there. I'm getting roasted in the chat right now uh, because I said that they're T- – okay, TJ has the most sacks, whatever, but also you just gave up 85 points to the Bengals and didn't score any, so anonymous chatter. Uh, all right, yeah. enough about the Steelers. Chargers beat those Bengals 41-22. to The Chargers making a couple statements now saying, hey, we're, we're still in this thing. We intend to be around for a while. Uh, climb up to the five seed in the – in the playoffs right now for the AFC Bengals a tough week after, a, after an excellent week last week. Uh, I don't think I fault like, I don't think they're out of it by any means. It was just a bad week. Yeah. I think that saying, you know, in su- such a late week into the season that a chargers team beating the Bengals uh, pretty well would be a statement win. I think that says a lot about how good the Bengals have been this year and what a surprise they've yep. been. Um, because if you had said that at the beginning of the year, 
he probably would have just responded with, yeah, duh, of course they beat them. But uh, the Bengals are a legitimate team and, and, you know, they're going to be dangerous in the playoffs, I think. Yeah. Um, and if it's they not need to show up better. Yeah. If it's not this year for the Bengals, it's definitely next year. I mean, they're sure. right they're young there. Team. Yeah. Young team. And Jamar right Chase there. does look like his, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of starting to run out of gas a little bit and stuff and they are young and that's going to come in late in the season. Yeah. Um, I think that's him. I, I just do think, I think that's him learning what a what a pro offense is compared to a college offense, you know, and and a few extra yeah. games. Yeah, he's probably he's got to train his body to 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 run the marathon, you know, for sure. And I think they get up, you notice they play the best in their own division and then they play better teams or the same level teams out of the division. They seems like they don't get up for it, which seems more like a mental thing to me. And you can tie that to the, you know, the, the youth of the roster as well. So um, you know, that might be a stumbling block for them and, and their staff, the coaching staff, they need to figure out how to get these young guys up for non-division games, non-big games, uh, because the Chargers are a playoff team and, and they need to be able yeah. to beat them down the line if they need to. So, uh, figure out how to motivate the young guys to show up every week. For sure. For sure. Uh, moving right along here, Colts beat the Texans 31 to nothing. Uh, the Colts are one of those teams that are kind of in the middle, kind of like the Steelers, you know, kind of around, not around. I uh, can't really tell what Carson Wentz is doing, but Jonathan Taylor is just that guy. Uh, give him the ball and he'll figure yeah. it out. They blank the Texans. I know the Texans are bad, but blanking a team in the NFL is hard to do. Um, I will admit, hand up, hand up. I took the Texans plus 10 and sprinkled a little money line. So I thought the I thought the oh. Colts would fall, and I was way wrong. Uh, but credit to me for noticing that I was wrong and admitting when I am wrong. <laughs> I missed so close on a bet on this game. I had a four uh, four leg same game par- uh, same game parlay. Jonathan Taylor with a touchdown, him to go for over a hundred yards. I had the Colts the to win every quarter, which is that very hard to do bet that yeah. really inflates it and they pulled it off and then i had carson wentz plus 259 passing and he did not pull that off Ugh. and it cost me a, a big payout but um luckily the sports bet i bet with had a insurance so i got that bet back oh that's um, good but yeah but i never should have I, I maybe i needed to lose the bet to learn my lesson to never trust carson wentz <laughs> and the over on passing yeah. yards yep 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 uh yeah, I was just dead wrong on this one. I bet the I bet some underdogs this week. It worked out a couple times. It did not work out in this instance. Uh, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, Colts. And I put the Colts in the same boat as the Steelers. Kind of there. Can't really tell if they're gonna be there, but they look like they could be there. Um, and then uh, moving on. Uh, Rams statement win against the Jaguars, thirty-seven to seven. Are the Rams back? <laughs> were they ever Jason were win. they ever here it's a win were they were they ever here I they uh, you know how I felt about them all year you had you were strong on them and then I got to tell you I told you so over the last month <laughs> yes you did um and 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 yeah this is I think that the fact that this is a statement win against the Jaguars says a lot about the month they've had they just needed a win they needed to get right the ship they might still make the playoffs and go, go far. I mean, they will still make the playoffs, um, but I don't know if there'll be a threat, you know, and I yeah. don't think beating up on the Jaguars changes that. So sure. Sure. 
Tell me you didn't take the Jaguars. I did uh, not. No, no, you no, no. Stayed no. away from this. Absolutely. Game. Okay, yeah, I you. stayed far away. Uh, however, I did take the Raiders. Uh, they lost to the Washington football team, seventeen to fifteen. Is the Washington football team a real football team? They're legit. They're they're legitimate. I I think that they can do damage just wearing teams down. Uh, Taylor Heineke's kind of the truth. Yeah, he's uh he he got up and they did a segment about how he feels like he has a lot in common with Brett Favre, which I thought was a ballsy thing for a kid like in his shoes to say. Um, but he does kind of play wears his number four, and he does kind of play just that like a uh, real open football, and 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 he'll do what needs to be done to push the yards and move the move the chain. So yeah, um, I I could kind of see them doing some damage and maybe knocking off a a big name in the playoffs. Sure. Yeah, they could be that. And you know what? They gave the Buccaneers kind of a run uh, in that first playoff game. They were kind of hanging around with them, so they were a little annoying. Uh, Heineke, yeah, he might be that guy. We're really going to see this week, though, because they're playing the Cowboys, and they get the Cowboys at home. So let's see if you can put up a fight uh, with the Cowboys. They don't have that line on me right now, but uh, they're probably an underdog at home, and uh, they they have a chance to make some noise here. Um, really quick before we get to the next game, those of you that are listening live on the ColorCast app, thank you for doing that. Uh, if you want to hit the like button or that heart button like 8,000 times, please do. We'd really appreciate it. Um, and then those of you who are listening on the podcast, thanks for doing like and subscribe all the time. Uh, all right. Free ads. Moving right along. Uh, let's go to the best team of the weekend, the Detroit Lions, taking out the Minnesota <laughs> Vikings. Uh, the Lions get their first win on a last-second touchdown from Jared Goff. Uh, Lions are on the board. Yeah. I. So, you know what? The first thing earlier, you, you talked about Georgia State in, the, in our freshman year when, when our coach got hosted up on the shoulders for winning one game. That's exactly – that was – I thought of the ESPN clip from this morning of Jared Goff running up and jumping into the arms of his coach and then yep. full bear hug jumping together. Um, like they had just won a, a Super Bowl because they won a game in, uh, you know, months into the season. So uh, I think that says a lot about the Lions' yep. season this year. Yep. Uh, yeah, they get their win. Can't lose games like this if you're the Vikings. Though. No. Yeah, I'll get to that in a second. But I, I was so scared that on Thanksgiving Day that was going to be when they did it. I mean, the stage was set. It's their Super Bowl. It's Thanksgiving Day. You're playing the Bears. The Bears are down. I thought that was going to be it. Bears kick a last-second field goal, win the game. Uh, but the Vikings come to town uh, and fall short of the Detroit Lions. I know Vikings fans are pissed. They want everybody fired. But also the Vikings are still kind of hanging around in the wild card race. Um, definitely not a game you want to lose. You never want to lose a game, but especially you don't want to be the first win for the Lions uh, in the back half of the season. Uh, so that's kind of demoralizing. Kirk Cousins is kind of... Uh, yeah, I mean, and he, I feel like he always has been. I feel like we sometimes we go, oh, he can do it because he does it like one off in a playoff game, but he, he can't do it consistently. Yep. I think he's like a glorified game manager, um, and, and they really run on Dalvin Cook. And even though Alexander Madison was very good, um, you know, Dalvin Cook is had, not having him. I, I don't think that they can do it if they're going to lose games like this. So Yeah, for sure. Um, so... with the ColorCast app prevented us from finishing the show. 
uh, live, so we have to do it in podcast form. Uh, I was about to talk about the Chiefs and the Broncos game when we got cut off, uh, but we're here now. We're going to finish the recording on Zoom. I got Jason with me, uh, so let's just pick it back up. Let's just pick it up. Uh, Chiefs-Broncos, Chiefs win 22-9 uh, on Sunday night football. Not really an offensive football game. It was it was pretty defensive, uh, but the Chiefs didn't really look like the Chiefs either. Yeah, but uh, I did I did like the confidence of Mahomes in the post game. He said, you know, we're back. We're right where we want to be, and yep. people have counted us out. I would uh, I took that personally because I was a person I counted them out um, on on your podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, we we had mentioned um, about how the Chiefs we thought were done, and how even I said the Broncos could make a run yep. for it, um, and they have done nothing but win since. So uh, even if they did it in an ugly way, they're finding ways to win, and that is good. Yeah, they are finding ways to win, and they <laughs> won a division game right here on Sunday night prime time. Uh, so that was good for them. Just got to see if they can look forward and keep it moving. Uh, they currently lead the division. They got the four seed in the playoffs. Uh, so hopefully they can keep it moving uh, for their sake and they just and they keep the ball rolling. But I knew Patrick Mahomes was going to come out of his hole at some point and, and figure it out. I uh, just didn't know when. It seems like we're turning that corner and hopefully uh, for the Chiefs' sake that they keep it going. I just wonder what the what the competition level is going to be in the West now. Like, are the Raiders for real? Are the Broncos for real? They're they're coming up. Like, and then the Chargers are obviously for real. So, th- technically, all four teams could make the playoffs, but I don't think all four teams are going to. So it's it's just kind of hard to tell who's going to be the odd man out here. Yeah, I'm hoping that the Broncos stick around because I have tickets to see the opposite um fixture the uh home game in uh at my high stadium so i'm hoping that that will be on january 9th a playoff game or at least you know a playoff uh implications uh game but uh i don't know if they'll be able to stick it definitely won't be the raiders and the broncos um i think it'll be the chiefs and the chargers and then one of the two um but we could see three teams from the west in in the playoffs so Yep, we could. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll get to the playoff picture in, here in a second, but there is one more game that I want to talk about. Uh, it's the Cardinals versus the Bears. Cardinals beat the Bears 33-22 to in Chicago. Um, there were uh, <laughs> not a lot going on um, <laughs> for the Bears. The Kyler Murray's definitely back. Uh, two touchdowns in the air, two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, he's back to his uh, potential MVP ways, you know. And the Bears' offense just continues to look incompetent. And uh, Matt Nagy has yet to be fired. Yeah, Kyler Murray is back. I think that's the biggest, uh, you know, takeaway from this game is that he is – that is really such a, a an NFL league-changing uh, fact of whether or not he's in the game. Uh, because if he is, the Cardinals are the favorites, I think, to win the Super Bowl. And if he's not, then they probably get bounced in the first round. So, um you know, him being uh, not only healthy, but efficient and, and, and not rusty and, and ready to go. Um, and he came out and showed that um, that's huge news to the, to the whole league. Yep. Uh, what did you think? What did you think about the press release? I know that, uh, you know, the, the, the Michael Jordan. Um, oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was just completely uncalled for um, whatever they were. So the, the, Cardinals used to be a franchise in Chicago. They used to be the Chicago, the Chicago Cardinals. Um, and they sent out a press release, sort of like the Michael Jordan fax that he sent when he came back into the league saying, we're back. 
Uh, completely uncalled for because the Cardinals have not won a championship since 1947, uh, their only championship, and they are just now coming back to relevancy after a little snidbit of relevancy with Kurt Warner. So uh, completely unwarranted. Congratulations. You won. You beat a terrible Bears team. Whatever. Uh, I liked it, and, and, and I think it's because it kind of like – I like when you like kind of talk some good trash talk about a team and something to do with their history i yep. think that like in a, i think it's in a respectful way it's you know they kind of played on on something that chicago has that's that's an awesome thing you know yeah. um i think that's like why some some people reacted strongly and were like whoa no that's lame that's super lame that yep. you did that um but i kind of thought it was cool it was it was hidden on i, I thought it was a sign of respect to, to chicago not disrespect okay. but all right well from an outsider it's whatever uh, <laughs> uh, as for, as for the Bears, uh, I think everybody knows where I stand with the Bears. Uh, Matt Nagy should have been fired weeks ago, months ago, years ago. Uh, but the the talk of the town is now that Ryan Pace will move into a different position than general manager and not be fired. Uh, with the Bears, Matt Nagy seems as sure as hell going to be gone. The I mean, nothing changes until the top changes. I still am an advocate for the Bears selling the team. Uh, so it is what it is, whatever at this point. I don't want to keep talking about it, but you can see blogs on Fansided that I'm writing and on TommyExperience.com if you want to know more about the Bears. Uh, the playoff pictures right now, AFC, Patriots are the one seed, followed by the Titans, Ravens, and Chiefs as uh, division leaders, and then the wild cards are going to the Chargers, Bengals, and Bills. Uh, in the hunt, I have the Steelers, Colts, Raiders, Browns, and Broncos. Does that sound right to you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think some of them will fall out of the hunt, but, um, but yeah, I mean, these are the teams that we can look to. I think some of these uh, teams are in the hunt quote unquote because of their record. Um, but in actuality, the, I, I wouldn't expect the Panthers or the Falcons to be playing any playoff games. Yep. Uh, NFC, you got Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys as the uh, division leaders. Rams, Washington football team, 49ers, and then, yeah, Eagles, Vikings, Panthers, Falcons. Technically in the hunt, uh, but I think Eagles, Vikings might be where it sits. There are only four teams that are above 500 in the NFC and then two teams at 500. So, yeah, it's wide that, open. That, that is the thing is the ones that are in the hunt, quote-unquote, in the AFC, I, I would trust more of them. There are yeah. more of those technically in the hub but not really teams in the nfc i think it's probably the teams that are sitting currently in a spot keep it i don't see the eagles or the vikings working their way in yeah. um, we talked about how the vikings can't play the way they did last week right um and i just without dalvin cook i just don't see him sneaking in um and then the eagles i don't know how far garter Minshew you can fly so <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh so we'll keep monitoring this situation uh, as far as the NBA is concerned, the Bulls are so back and the Bulls are so good. Uh, I am on the Bulls train. I will continue to bet them. Uh, any basketball takes from you? <laughs> um, no, not. I mean, go Nets tonight. You know, we both have the Nets. Um, yep. As uh, I have them at three and a half. So, um, and then part of a parlay as well. So, um, hopefully, they they take it down. We got some college basketball that we're betting on tonight, too, as well. Yep, Tommy. got a little bit of college basketball. So we're keeping our eyes on both of those things. Those seasons really just started, so I can't say my interest has peaked yet uh, in those. I'm really concerned about football, first and foremost. Uh, and then we'll get into some basketball and some hockey and stuff like that. Uh, but Tuesday takes, that's what we're here for. 
Uh, you can expect an episode of this live on the Colorcast app every week uh, from uh, 6 to 7 Central Time. So figure out what the timing is for for you kids uh, wherever you're living. Um, that's what Tuesday Takes is going to be. If you miss an episode, we're going to have a podcast out uh, the next morning. Uh, and then make sure you listen to my podcast, The Tommy Experience. Uh, being able to do this Tuesday Takes situation is going to free me up to have actual conversations um, on that podcast, uh, which I'm really looking forward to do uh, and keeping the sports talk here with you and me, uh, Jason. So uh, thank you to everybody for listening. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Um, we will be back here next Tuesday at six o'clock central for Tuesday takes. Make sure you follow along at Tommy experience on Twitter, uh, to follow our gambling picks and follow us on Twitter. You can find our mentions, uh, Jason, anything else from you? Um, no, just big day tomorrow. Um, I do want to say it's week one for us. Football might be uh, mid-season form, but we're still figuring it out. Right. Once I think, I think this is the time for technical difficulties. That's right. But, uh, but follow on Twitter so that we can you can see our picks. Um, like Tommy said earlier in the pod, uh, we went through for one this morning on our soccer picks. So maybe you'll learn something about a sport you don't know. Yeah. Um, and we can uh, make some money together. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, hopefully we get the technical difficulties figured out on the app uh, and with us uh, here pretty soon. Uh, so we'll be back next week uh, at 6 o'clock Central on the Colorcast app. Thanks for listening.